a timeout. Decide not to use a time. Wait a minute. Put your cup down. Hold up. Blink for me. With preseason under wraps, it's time to look ahead to the Warriors' new season. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. My guy, we, I mean, we got all these sports happening, baseball, football, and all that, but... I feel like we got to just touch upon Warriors basketball. I don't want to talk about baseball because both of our hearts were broken. So, I mean, let's talk Warriors. I mean, we're pretty optimistic, right, my guys? So how are you feeling and, you know, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I think the Warriors optimism uh, for this year. Do I think I'm going to make a bold prediction like I did last year? Maybe, yes, um, probably, <laughs> but uh, I think one main takeaway that I've taken away from five preseason games is how improved this roster is from last year. 100%. You get, you get 100%. Rid of guys like Kent Bazemore, Kelly Oubre, Brad Wanamaker, etc., and you bring in guys who are high IQ, better shooters, and Otto Porter Jr., Neiman. Neiman Bielitska and well, that, Andre Iguodala and Andre Iguodala. Perfect. Those three guys you replace, you get rid of those three, you bring in these three. It's the second unit has been completely transformed. Like I've said in previous episodes, that's been my main takeaway from the Warriors preseason and off season is how improved this roster has been. And I think it will make so, uh, the Warriors will I, – I don't want to say they'll put the league on notice, but – I mean, they've been putting I, the league on notice for a long time, except for I those think, last I, two I years. Think, I think they will be a dangerous team this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if but they stay healthy. There's only, there's only one. It's if That's they a, stay healthy. Yeah. Agreed. But um, if we're going to talk preseason, I mean, we, we saw those five games, right? But I guess the biggest story about preseason was, like, who would get that 15th spot, right? And it all came down to, like – uh, Bradley, Avery Bradley, and Gabe Payne in the second end. I thought one of those two would have gone, especially Avery Bradley, but I guess Warriors had a different plan, and they waived everyone who was fighting for that 15th spot. So I was kind of curious, Zach. Um, were you surprised by that? Because I kind of was. So I don't know. What do you think they're thinking, their thought process is for waiving everyone on that 15th spot? I was, I, I was partly surprised by how they waived Avery Bradley with the comments that Stefan Draymond made about how he's such a dog, he's such a good player. And I, I've had a feeling that Steph and Draymond were in favor of him, the Warriors holding on to him. But if you really realistically look at his preseason tape, it wasn't the most impressive. Um, he struggled with injuries all of last year. Um, didn't really look like the same player he used to be. Gary Payton the second, obviously, in the summer league, he was yeah, the very, in the summer league. He was very good, and in the preseason, he showed some flashes that were impressive. But just the injuries that he was going through during the preseason, I think the Warriors just didn't. I think they wanted to keep the spot open in case that there were buyouts along the way. And for example, like last year, Andre Drummond was bought out. 
Um, I'm not sure if Blake Griffin was bought out or not. Or it, I think he was. He yeah, was. Like those those big names that are on teams that are trying to blow it up, get rid of salary, get rid, of, make some cap room. Teams that are entering the rebuilding phase, big names that the Warriors could maybe realistically pick up later in the year, like an Andre Drummond or a Blake Griffin. Victor Oladipo could be a name. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, moving from preseason, uh, we got high expectations for this team, but we're also cautiously optimistic, right, Zach? So, uh, I got my, I got my win-loss prediction for uh, the Warriors. So I just want to hear what do you think about um, the Warriors. So give me, give me, give me those bold takes. Give me those bold takes. I don't have an exact record prediction. Oh, I mean. If I were to give an exact record prediction, I think the best they could do is probably 55 wins. I think the worst they could do is probably with the current roster and how they stay healthy. 82 games in a year. Um, I'd say probably like 40, 40, high 40s. I'd probably say the bottom is 48. And I think the lowest seed, if they don't stay – they only make my case for this, which the Warriors went through last year, was the play-in tournament where they played the Lakers, they lost, and they played the Grizzlies, and it was a very disappointing loss, unexpected. Grizzlies were an underdog, beat the Warriors on their home floor, etc. I think the Warriors only make the play-in tournament if there is a situation where Steph is out for multiple weeks, months, Draymond's out, some of the big players like Steph Draymond, Jordan Poole, um, Andrew Riggins are out for an extended period period of time. It's the only way I see the Warriors somehow finding themselves in the play-in tournament. Um, but fully healthy, I think the Warriors are a top five team in the West, and I think it'll be a very fun year of watching Warriors basketball. Um, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I think my I think my final record prediction is probably 53 and 29, and probably fifth, fourth or fourth or fifth in the West. I think teams like the Lakers, even though Lakers have gotten a bad rap all offseason, bringing all these veterans in. I think it could especially work. their preseason they didn't look yeah. great. I think it could work. The Suns obviously they've made it all the way to the NBA finals last year and they didn't really make any changes, but they kept all the guys they have um, the jazz. Obviously they've made a statement last year going, they were the one seed, right? I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They were the one seed. They yeah. got knocked out by the Clippers in six, I think. Yeah. So the yeah. Lakers, Lakers, jazz Suns are probably the only three teams I really see above the warriors. Um, the nuggets and the Clippers both, Jamal Murray's out for the Nuggets. Kawhi will be out for an extended period of time for the Clippers. Um, so I think the Warriors... They got a great shot this year, not going to lie. I, I seriously think they have a shot to be a top five team in the West with good teams like the Nuggets and the Clippers starting the year with starting the year off with two of their most important guys injured. Um, I do think if we were to divide the team's... Like a tier list? In a tier list, the Warriors are probably right at the top like of the Like on the cusp. Tier. Like yeah. they're on the cusp of like breaking right that. T- it's probably team. Lakers, Jazz, and Suns are the top. And then the Warriors are right at the top of the second tier. 
So yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with the win loss total. Mine, like I said, like it was gonna be like around fifty to fifty two. Yeah. Um, that's probably like their floor, honestly. A uh, high, they could go, they could like, like mess around and go like high fifties. Not gonna lie, they could, um, probably like a four to six seed. Uh, that's yeah, what because, I think. Yeah, because if you realistically look at their schedule to start the year off, they can get off on a run. They have, yeah, and then they have, they start, they start to play with an eight game homestand with fans. They ended ended off, they ended off uh, the season last year uh, with the homestand, right? Was it like a seven, eight game homestand and they went like seven and oh or something? Yeah, with fans back in Chase Center, I think having an eight game homestand to start the year is so favorable. And you play teams. So they start off against the Lakers, then they play the home opener against the Clippers, and they play on the road against the Kings, Thunder. Then they start their homestand. You got the Grizzlies, who are a very tough team, who I expect to be a revenge game. It has to be a revenge game. So who I expect to be probably the sixth to the eighth seed. Thunder, who are a rebuilding team, but Josh Giddy, that Australian kid, Lee looks really good. Isn't um, Shea got... Gilgis Alexander on that team too? Yeah. The Hornets. Um, Kelly Oubre makes his return like that matters. Uh, the Pelicans, <laughs> the Rockets, the Hawks. Though I realistically see the only the Hawks lo- only possible losses on that homestand are the Grizzlies and the Hawks because they play the Timberwolves and then they play the Bulls. The Bulls could be a loss. So there's only realistically, in my opinion, one loss from that Hawks game. So the Warriors could realistically start the year off like ten and good, two, really good. If I if so the first twelve games, you have they could go they could go eight and four and I'll be great with that like I'll be yeah. good with if that I, if there's if there is less than eight wins to start the year for those first twelve games I feel like that's a failure I don't yeah there's just so many winnable games here you have yeah that's that's been that's been the story uh, all last season like the like. We had these winnable games that we were supposed to win. Like, there's a lot that we mentioned back in previous episodes, but that's going to be another storyline for this season: is can they win these winnable games? And um, if they can, that's great. It's going to help them with the record, help them with seeding, and help them with their confidence. So, um, yeah, exactly. I just, I mean, they gotta. You start the year off against the Lakers. That's a 50-50 game. That could go either way. We could talk and, about that later. Um, a home opener against the Clippers. That's a W. We'll get into that. But it's realistically, the Warriors could start off ten and two, and I think that's such an advantage for them as a team, as they do not have the same amount of talent that teams like the Lakers, the Jazz, the Suns, the Suns have. Yeah. But with how Steph's performing, even in the oh, postseason, yeah. I mean. Yeah, this I mean, drop 41. This team's going to be a top five team in the Western Conference if they're all fully healthy for the full full season. And Clay comes back 80 to 90%, looking like the so same. That's like a perfect world. There's yeah, obviously going to be setbacks like, somewhere. Looking almost like the same guy he was in 2019. It's a dream world. It is. But there's always going to be setbacks um, with everything. So we just got to be cautious about this. But uh, we were talking about Steph. How many games uh, into this season is it going to take for him to break Ray Allen's record? I would say like 20, 20 ish. I'd probably say around. Because he's like 107 away. Oh, game 16? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Christmas time or New Year's. 
Give to be bite. fair, Steph hasn't done that great on Christmas. Give a bite. Um, I don't know. Like, because it's 107. So if he, I think, I think Bob Fitzgerald said this on air. He averages about five threes made a game. So if you do the math, it's like 20 to like 25 games. So I guess it's reasonable for that one. I'd give it. I'd give it probably 21 games in. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> I say 22. <laughs> 21 games in. All right. So um, now we got the first game of the season. We got the Lakers versus Warriors. We got LeBron versus Warriors. Steph versus LeBron. The rivalry continues. But then the Warriors have a new look. The Lakers have a new look with Westbrook and all those guys. And Steph, who has a better supporting cast and all that. So... What to watch out for for this game? Obviously, Steph at Staples Center, if he can continue um, his hot streak from last season, obviously he will. Um, but the big storyline of this season is Jordan Poole uh, with how he looked in the preseason. Everyone's kind of like thinking he's going to average 20. Do you think that's kind of reasonable or no? Like 20, this, 20 points this season. I think he averages 20 points. 18... 15 to 20 points before Clay comes back, and then he'll be a guy coming off the bench averaging 13 to 15. Okay. Um, Sixth man of the year? Yeah. He, I think he can be a serious potential candidate for six man of the year. He just can – he can create for himself. It doesn't – he doesn't need another person to – he'll be wide open in the corner and just little step back, drives to the hoop. He can do it by himself. He's He has impressed me so much. I was – I was so wrong about him when the Warriors went. Jordan Camp, Jordan Poole supporter right here. Warriors. I believed in the guy. 14 and 52 in 2020, and then they missed the bubble, and then they drafted James Wiseman with the number two overall pick. During that year, not impressed with him whatsoever. The first part of the 2020-2021 season, guy was chucking up shots, and I disliked his play. Then he went to the G League bubble, and then everything changed. Like he became he's, a new man or something. Yeah, he he can seriously be a a huge part of this team. Yeah, and a potential six man of the year candidate. I'm not gonna compare his game to Jordan Clarkson, but he kind of gives me like a Jamal Crawford. Yeah, uh, like a Jamal Crawford kind Lou of Williams, vibe. Jordan Clarkson. Those types of, those types of guys who come off the bench and, and and can just get you a bucket. He's that type of guy. Yeah, and then um, about this game, um, all every single game just comes down like the littlest things, like the bench. Um, obviously, we got high expectations for this bench this season. How do you think uh, the likes of Porter, Bielitska, Iggy, uh, all those guys? How do you think they're going to affect this Lakers game coming up? Um, I think Bielitska will be a big. Uh, will be need to be big for the Warriors as the Warriors are just out sides completely with James Wiseman not being back till November, December area. And the only realistic guy you can you have as a big man is Kevin Looney and Neiman Bielitska. So the, he'll they'll he's probably the biggest candidate for a guy who needs to step up. Um Porter just going to make those like threes that he's open. Cause we saw yeah. in the preseason how um, he gets those corner threes, kind of like a Harrison Barnes uh, position where he just gets those catch and shoot threes. Yeah, I think he has to uh, be those 
like 30 to 40% kind of guys from that corner. So I also think Otto Porter, because Otto Porter always, he's he, what he showed during the preseason is that he, when he's wide open, he's automatic. So uh, like, how do you use it? Like Otto, like Porter, like what's his nickname? Yeah. No, oh, automatic O-T-T-O. <laughs> M-A-T-I-C, automatic. Um, it's a good one. <laughs> but the, there was that play in Portland where he was wide open. The Blazers doubled him, and Steph was wide open. You have you surround Steph with a bunch Ooh, of shooters. shooters. Some people forget to cover the greatest the shooter greatest in the shooter. world. This is why the Warriors will be a top five team in the West, and this is why the Warriors did a Warriors front office did a great job in surrounding this team with high ball IQ players and shooters, unlike last year where they went for more of athleticism. Um, yeah, I mean, you can see the spacing, how ball movement is there, the cutting's there. You see B and Lisa making all these passes. I'm thinking, dude, is this Andrew Bogut with a shot? I'm like, <laughs> wow, like what a big difference. Um, but when we talk three-point shooting. We saw in the Warriors preseason how they were just like shooting a bunch of threes. I think they shot like what 50 plus threes in the preseason each game. I think Um, I was wondering, do you think uh, this game, does that trend going to continue this whole season or they just keep shooting threes or is it just going to be toned down a little bit? I think they may. I I think they're very, I think they have such a, such a, a team who has such a, large unit of strong three-point shooters i don't see why not let's just cook let's just chuck the threes (laughs) chuck the threes i I think steph's probably in favor of that i don't have a problem with it um as long as draymond doesn't shoot too many i think i think the only the way i think they would be good with it is if uh the shots are great not like contested contested threes you know like And I, you're not shooting over like two guys every single time. You're trying to like toss it to the open man and finding that three. So uh, yeah, um, I guess we're on the same page on that. Um, like the whole three point ask. I mean, because it's a what's it? It's a three point era now. So I guess um, Steph started it. The Rockets kind of tried to mimic that, uh, and then it's just now it's part of the league now. So keys to victory about the Warriors team. I got three um, rebounding, obviously. I think we touched upon this earlier, but no size is lacking a, a bit in the Warriors. And, you know, you only got Looney and Draymond versus the likes of Anthony Davis, uh, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan. So how crucial is rebounding going to be? Because if we get killed on the boards, it's basically game over. I feel like, in my opinion. Yeah, that is true. Um, I mean, they're so outsized. It, that is a particular emphasis for keys to victory is that you just got to be able to rebound the ball because too many offensive rebounds for the Lakers mean, mean some Second extra chance points. points. Yeah. And then also turnovers with averaging, I don't know, 15 turnovers a game last year, the Warriors did. Yeah, I think so. I checked, was, I think I checked that. Yeah. It was it, awful. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think another key is how the Warriors were a top 10 rated defensive unit last year. I think they need to continue that because there were some games where they were so. Yeah, that Lakers playing game. Yeah, remember they, how they like, were so they shut down the Lakers for like the whole first half. Like yeah, if they it could was just incredible. be like that. Yeah, if they could just be like that the whole season, yes, there's gonna be some miscues. There's gonna be nights where 
the defense isn't there. But if they can just be that team that's annoying, that suffocates, that pressures, you know, the ball a lot, they'll be great, honestly. Pair that with the offensive threat that Steph is and with the new look Warriors. Man, I'm excited, bro. I am so excited. I can't wait for this season to come <clears throat> to come underway. It's about to be lit. I mean, yes, if, we're, if we were going to give lineup or my lineup predictions before the season starts, before Clay comes back, I'd probably have probably have Steph, then Jordan Poole, then Andrew Wiggins, then Draymond, and then Kevon Looney, and then mix it up in there in between yeah. if someone and then gets if like f- middle of the first middle of the third quarter you have subs and then you have Steph Damian Lee who I think has been terrific during the preseason I think he he's just an excellent shooter last year he had some stretches where some games he was ice cold some games he was yeah that's Chicago fire. winner yeah on fire but I seriously think he with how well he played in the preseason and Steve Kerr has said that he's earned himself some minutes. So I don't mind him being in that first subs, first quarter, third quarter unit. And then you have Steph, Iggy, Damian, Steph, Damian Lee, Iggy, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, then Neiman Bielitschka. And then you got the second unit in the second quarter. And then you got JP. You have JP, uh, Damian Otto Lee, Porter, Damian Lee, Iggy, and Bielitschka. And then yeah. One, you can uh, toss. You can. They could. We can honestly play yeah. around with that based and on then matchups. You, and then you can put JTA in as well. So, bro, yeah. like, like even when we're talking about depth, man, like they got they can throw out so many combo lineups. Like, like the fact that we can talk about the different lineups compared to last season, where oh shoot, they got Bazemore, Wanamaker, Uber. How are we gonna pair them up? Like, compare that to now, where it's like, oh wow, we got a lot of weapons to throw out there it's just it's just night and day and i'm excited to see what's next and excited that the front office did something to help chase wins this season yeah because steve said that we're back to chasing wins then i'm gonna put in the quote where he said that right now boom um but i think i think this team is so much depth on the roster now and they have so much depth with guys who have a high ball IQ like JTA, Otto Porter Jr., Neiman Bielitschka. They know who to get the ball to. Otto Porter said in his said throughout the preseason, he know he knows who he's getting the ball to. It's number thirty. Um, but I seriously think that the Warriors will be a playoff team without a doubt. They'll make the return of the postseason. Um, and I seriously About think, time. seriously think, if fully healthy, they can be a top five team in the West. And I think it all starts these next two to three weeks where they can get off onto a hot start. Because I seriously think they can maybe go ten and two in their first twelve games, which would be absolutely terrific. It would, yeah. Like as you said, anything less than eight would be disappointing. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just got to see where how they look so far. So I'm excited. Obviously preseason isn't the biggest indicator of how a team does in the regular season, but Hey, I mean, yo, I mean, with how they look in preseason, I'm very excited as I, as I've said many times already this episode, but I can't wait. And it's on Tuesday. So as of recording, 
and release. It would be tomorrow, right? Right, guys? Yeah, tomorrow night, tomorrow. 7 o'clock. Yeah. Yes, sir. Lakers, Warriors, live from Staples Center on TNT with – I don't know who's on the call, but I'm going to make my predictions. Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller, I bet. I think it's one of those two, yeah. Um, those two. Uh, but I think that'll do it for the season preview episode. We'll have tons more content this year, recapping Warriors games, maybe with some possible guests on, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, excited. We see where this – where this road takes us, I mean, pretty excited of. And the where, second I'm, I'm year, proud of us. I'm proud. I'm proud of what second we built. Year. Yeah, I'm second proud of what season. we built, my guy. Second season of the Catching Dubs podcast has now begun. So let's get it started. Stay stay tuned for all episodes. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Catching Dubs Podcast and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Um, don't miss out on any new episodes or Warriors news and we'll catch you in the next episode which will probably be later this week so out thanks y'all see y'all later